I think I've grown more patient now than ever before of like how things go and what flow needs to happen. Cause you know, we're not on our own timeline. Um, I think there's a reason why time is so um, fleeting, I guess you could say, like I value it, but I also want to know like what I can do, do to like provide like um, an opportunity to grow and to continue doing what I need to do and being productive. Um, so I know like, like when things don't go the way that I plan that I can just always trust the process and know that things are going to flow eventually and they're going to be even better than what I planned, you know? So I, I wholeheartedly believe like throughout our life, like we're going to continue to see that and um, just have to learn to be flexible <laughs> and be, be along for the ride. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's an, it's an over, it's an overly, uh, long roller coaster that we're in and yeah. we're not off of it yet so <laughs> i want to be on this roller coaster for a long time yeah exactly. yeah uh what's up everyone my name is izan and i'm joined by hey i'm will and we are the host of the sample podcast the podcast an artist podcast where we talk to different artists in different fields about and we, we learn about what they do, how they do it, and what inspires them to do it. Uh, we have a very special guest coming uh, on with us today for our very first episode. Yeah, man. Uh, Will, how do you feel for our very first episode of the Sample Podcast? Um, if my cat will leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm excited, honestly. Um, like, we were kind of talking before about, like, how we both just like to dabble in different shit. Like... I'm an actor and like have done the whole actor theater thing, but like I've also dabbled a lot in like writing and directing and a little bit of music. And, you know, you helped me make a, a film project last year mm-hmm. and you like primarily like produce music and like record your own stuff. But like you just, just kind of jumped in and helped record like audio and like other stuff like that. And I, we just are super into just learning new things. So like the one, this is just like another way of doing that, but like, we're just learning something else, which is the podcast uh, world, but also, you know, learning about other people and how they do what they do will kind of just inform us. So this is just like a good excuse to talk to people and like learn some new shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm super excited as well. I think to kind of echo, you know, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, you know, I think any creative person, um, any artistic person, there's always like a lot of crossover, a lot of, you know, things that kind of bleed over in terms of, you know, you may have your direct lane that you're in, but you're also kind of working adjacent and running parallel to other things that involve like what you do or very close to what you do. So I think it's only natural that people start at at some point, you know, they want to, they start craving or have those interests and wanting to learn those things that are, you know, so close to what they do. And I think, like you said, by way of this podcast, which is also something that we've always been interested in to then learn and add that layer from the guests that we have to, for them to kind of express, you know, their passions and their creative interests to us. And from our, from our end, you know, a learning perspective as well. So um, we hope you're along for the ride as well and that you can pick up something that, you know, you may not have had an interest in before. Um, and yeah, just stay tuned to what we got coming up. And um, we thank you in advance for sticking by us. Yeah, man, that that sounds what a lovely intro. Indeed. I feel like before we kind of like get into the conversation with Alex, like, I feel like we should like kind of introduce ourselves a little bit. Like, do you just want to like talk a little bit about 
kind of your background? Great question, Will. So I, uh, I'm a singer primarily, and I'm a musician as well, and a producer by, um, by vocation and by trade. Um, I taught myself uh, how to make beats all the way back, or I started making beats around, I think, summer of 2016. Um, and that's not to say that I've been making that 24-7 since 2016. Of course, there have been kind of dips and curves and highs and lows within the creative process. And, and you've you know, released songs that aren't just hip-hop, right? Yeah. So I, I definitely dabble in R&B and hip-hop primarily. Um, but, you know, what are, what are genres these days? You know what I mean? There's so much genre bending, but... So I kind of look at it. I look at my music through the lens of just like this is the shit that I like, and you know elements that I like that I want to implement into my music. Uh, but of course, you know, with that said, it's definitely rooted and stems from you know um, R and B elements and hip hop elements as well. Um, so I release my own music um, under Izan, um, and you can find that everywhere uh, right now. It's not a lot, but I'm hoping to kind of build up that catalog as, as you know as I continue to kind of navigate this crazy world of music, you know, kind of building that confidence, I think was kind of like the big thing that I've been dealing with. I have like a really bad case of imposter syndrome. So mm-hmm. kind of, kind of breaking through that mental wall um, or the creative wall, I should say has been, you know, a challenge for me, but I think that's kind of, that's kind of part of it. Right. You know, if, if this was easy for anyone, you could say that about, you know, anyone that does anything, but yeah, well, like I said, it's trying to build the momentum and, you know, stick with this uh, as best as possible, because, you know, at the end of the day, this is what I love, you know, and I think I, lo- I do lose sight of that a lot, unfortunately, because um, I you lose I sight of like the sort of like drive or. Yeah, I think I lose sight of like the drive and just like the passion because I get so wrapped up in just all the other elements that, of course, they, you know, they 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 will matter uh, in the future. Um, like I would like to make this a full time thing. Um, that's just not at that level yet. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, I think I've been learning to be okay with that, you know, and, uh, um, you know, comparison is, is, is a hard thing for me to avoid, uh, especially with kind of just how society is, you know, social media and all that stuff. So, but, you know, nonetheless, um, trying to be productive, trying to still create and be positive and be optimistic and knowing that eventually things will kind of fall into place. And until then, you know, just got to keep grinding. Yeah, Izan and I have been uh, friends since the third grade, mm-hmm. so that's kind of crazy. Not not a lot of people you can say that with. We uh, grew up in Arlington, Virginia, my favorite place ever. Uh, the DMV, yeah, shout out to the DMV, Nova, DC. Um, but yeah, I, I like I'm an actor. I get, I kind of hate saying I'm an actor because it's not like I'm constantly booking work. So I feel just kind of weird because there have been times where I'm like waiting tables and I'm like, I'm an actor. And people are like, oh, what can we see you in? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel weird saying it. But I am an actor and um, I, uh, you know, studied theater in undergrad and uh, I am going actually pursuing my master's this fall um, to get that that good old MFA, get some uh, a deeper focus, more training. Um but yeah, the past few years I've been writing. Uh, I've dabbled in playwriting. Um, I wrote a short film, and we're editing that now. And I'm even learning how to edit, um, and that's really cool. Um, and I love directing too. And even since COVID started, I even dabbled in just like making some music. That part I'm probably not going to share. If I do, it won't be just yet. But I- I've enjoyed the music making aspect, which is what kind of reconnected us during COVID. Um, you know, because like I said, we've known each other since we were like eight years old. 
Yeah. Um, and and time. music was kind of the thing that made us kind of start talking more frequently. Um, so that's really dope. The power of art, right? But yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. I'm still figuring my shit out. I don't know what the future is going to look like. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to do a lot of great work on stage mm-hmm. um, and hopefully even some film. But I want to make my own stuff like I want full agency over my career one day. Like I really want to like I want to act in plays like across the country and then just like make a fucking film. Like, yes, so that's what we're striving for. But like today we're just talking to other people and like learning about what they do and we're going to take that with us um but yeah i alex is is here so let's let's uh bring her in shall we let's bring her in well hello hey yay what is up what's up <laughs> how you doing how are you i'm doing well doing well thankfully jet lag hasn't gotten to me yet i've been sleeping very soundly the last couple oh, days <laughs> i'm very grateful that's nice. right thanks for doing this today because you were just in ghana right yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, yesterday oh, is when I got back at like, I want to say like six or seven in the morning. Oh, wow. So it's only like a four hour difference. So we're like ahead of time. So it felt very like fine. Like I didn't feel like I struggled. It was just a long plane ride. I think it was like 10 hours, 11 hours. Oh. And then had to <laughs> had to head to the airport in a shuttle. So that took maybe like another four hours. So it's fine. Oh. We made it. <laughs> we're back. In Damn. The- Four hours well, just to get to the airport? Uh, four hours to get to the airport from, because where I was, I was in Kumasi, which is where my friend had her wedding. And so mm-hmm. from there to Accra, it takes like four hours, either through car or bus. So I took the bus and they made a couple stops. So it was like almost like five, five and a half hours um, to get wow. there. And then I got picked up in a boat which is like an Uber over there (laughs) with me. And Uh, yeah, it was just a great experience, but I think that's the most travel I've ever done in my life and had to slowly recover overnight. So have you like, so other than that, have you left the country at all or? Yeah. So I've been to a couple places like Israel. Uh, I went in 2017. I've been all over Central America, like Honduras, Costa Rica, El Salvador, because my family's from there, um, which I'll get into later about how I spent like six months there doing an independent storytelling project. Oh, so, yes, I can't wait. Awesome. So I got to kind of see all all over and experience a lot. And so, mm. yeah, so that, yeah, hopefully Europe will be next because that is on my list. And by 30, I want to go to Greece. So we're saving up. We're saving up. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I went to London once. It was only for two weeks. Um, oh, that's two weeks is a pretty good time, though, for spending yeah. time in London. It was cool. It was, like, interesting because it is very, like, international. So, like, I was meeting people from all over the world. Like, I wasn't just meeting British people. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, really, really cool. I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, it's on my list. I will definitely go out there. I mean, all my favorite artists are from the UK. So I'm like, there's got to be something going on with music over there that they're doing really well. So that's on my list too to like check out programs or do some type of like work over there. That could be really fun. That's dope. Yeah, it is like that's it's the same with like actors. Like there's all these British actors and like all these like American films and stuff like that. Like they're just eating something good over there. Yeah, I was just watching Luther. It's on Netflix, like the Fall okay. of Luther or whatever. It has Idris Elba in it. And okay, cool. Isn't he from the UK? I'm yeah, like, he's like British or something. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I was watching it, and I was just like, shoot, like, he's an amazing actor. I wish that there were more people like this. So mm. I definitely want to go just for that. <laughs> Dope. 
So like this is the first like I know you and Izan have been in touch, but this is the first time like we're really talking since high I school. I know. Yeah. Ten decades. Like it was a decade, right? A yeah, decade, yeah. It's been a yeah. decade already since, yeah. since I've seen you guys. But what the heck? I know. We're all grown up now, I think, you know? Feels like we're adults, yeah. but maybe we're still doing it. We're still figuring no, it out. No, we we are. I mean, like, I know we're young, but like we were babies. Yeah. We were like babies. we were actual babies. I think all of us still had the same idea in our heads that we were like, oh, we're gonna be an actor, we're gonna be a producer, we're gonna be a rock star in my case. So we're kind of getting there. I think we're we're doing pretty well for ourselves. Yeah. Ten, yeah. ten years later. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Like we about 10 years ago, kind of were like, this is what I'm gonna do. And it's funny because like a lot of people, and we were all in like like we all did choir together and like you know some did theater and like other things and i feel like out of all the people in high school a lot of people don't end up doing the thing that they're saying they're going to do and it's weird how the three of us are like still kind of going after it yeah it's great at least we were goal set minded you yeah know? And we we're like we're yeah. gonna we have this passion of ours we want to seek it and we were motivated enough to see it through so i think we're doing pretty well <laughs> so when so we did it, Madrigals was the name of our choir with yeah. Mr. Nader. That was amazing. Yeah. Mr. Nader. When, oh my gosh. I miss that man so much. Yeah. He, um, he like literally was in tears at our graduate, like our last, you know, um, Madrigals event. At the, the one at the church, right? Yeah. 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 He was in tears. We had and a good, I was like, we had a good I don't trip. know what effect I had on him, but I think it was until when he introduced <laughs> me. He started tearing up and I was like, why are you crying for me? <laughs> like everyone has made an impact here. So yeah, just that. But well, you guys, you guys were magicals the longest, right? I guess so. Yeah. I joined in my like sophomore year of high school yeah. and somebody told me about it. So I auditioned on the spot and yeah, I guess in a sense he has known me pretty long yeah, time, longer. but he's just such a great guy. And like, I remember all the, Solfege we had to do and try to memorize, <laughs> which I have no idea how to do anymore. It's so yeah. bad. We'll have to tell him, reach out and be like, can you just give us a little, just a little yeah. quick tutorial? We'll, we'll ha- have him hop on the Zoom call and, and teach us. Oh, hell yeah. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? He would do that shit for free in like a heartbeat. And that's what I love about it. Like some of the teachers we had at Wakefield High School in Arlington, Virginia, yeah. shout out. Yes. Like shout out to Nadim Nader. That guy, like, I got into choir because I was doing a musical, my first ever musical and I in high school and I was like really nervous. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you're like the choir guy. Like, can you like help me learn how to sing? And like during lunches, during like after school, like in between class, he just let me go to his his room and would just like teach me basic ass vocal warmups. And like after, by the end of the year it was like, you should do magical. Like he's just the most like one of the most supportive people. That's why he was crying yeah. at the end of the concert because he just mm-hmm. loved, you know, the kids. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. He was very passionate about what he did. And yeah. like most teachers at Wakefield, like everyone loved what they did. And I live by that. So I'm glad that I went to a school where people were all about that, too. Yeah, we were lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, was there. So when we were doing magical, was that like during that time, was that when you were sort of like realizing that you want to sort of like make your own music or at the time were you still just like. I'm going to keep singing and we'll just see what happens. I guess in a sense, I mean, everyone kept saying like, I have a really good tone or ear for music. Like I could pick up harmonies pretty quickly and I didn't know how or like why I did that. Like it was, it's not like I had much training. I did some training 
an elementary school where there was like a voice coach that taught me for maybe like a month or two, but then it got kind of expensive and it was just like, maybe we shouldn't continue. Um, yeah. But I, I was very grateful for that experience because I was able to kind of learn a little bit more about what your body can do to help you hold notes longer or, you know, breathing exercises, all that kind of stuff, which I wish I had more of now. But um, I knew that then like it was just more of like a hobby rather than like something I wanted to pursue kind of full time in a sense or really wanted to see through because I wasn't much of a singer songwriter in high school like I'd maybe write a little ditty here and there but it never was like complete like it was always just like half done never really saw it through with songs um so it really wasn't until the pandemic that I really started writing music being you know isolated with their thoughts for that long it it definitely starts to inspire a lot of stuff that I've been writing lately so yeah yeah, that's the sort of the weird thing, because the pandemic was definitely a very tragic time. But a, there was a lot of like miraculous stuff that came out of it. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. People picked up hobbies like juggling a soccer ball, for example. I took that on. <laughs> oh, wow. And I managed to get like seven in a row. So I'm, you know, we're just trying some new things out. Uh, I know for other people, it was like learning how to, you know, salsa or to make salsa. <laughs> Because I guess some people still didn't know how to do. But um, yeah, just like fun ways to kind of keep yourself entertained when all you had to do was be inside. So it also provided a lot of like talking opportunities for people and families to come together and start sharing about life and mm-hmm. getting deeper. So yeah, I'm kind of grateful for it and kind of bummed though, because it felt like that was like the turnaround year where like I had just gotten back from Central America and was ready to like pursue other things and then all of a sudden there was like this closed door of like okay you can't leave actually you're gonna have to just take a break and figure it out so but I'm kind of grateful for it too because you know that's what inspired uh wanting to pursue music even more and then move to Richmond which was a big big move for me recently yeah that that's really cool um I like totally want to get into like all that like what you did in Central America because I'm definitely very like intrigued to know and I I was looking at your website and I saw something about it uh beforehand I'd love to know like what did you exactly what were you focused on in college because you went to George Mason right yeah I did go to George Mason yeah so I yeah so I grew up in Syracuse New York and then moved to Arlington Virginia around my middle school year which is when we all well I guess I met he's on first he was literally the first person I met which is crazy (laughs) <laughs> which is awesome yeah yeah we had the same was it ta or home it was like a ta yeah. yeah ta yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i remember he's on the nicest person there and i was like shoot i have to be his friend like automatically <laughs> it's 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 crazy like you know arlington is really kind of it really is like a small town you know it's 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 big you know it's obviously very metropolitan um being so close to dc but it's really like a small town feel and you kind of know everyone yeah. even if mm-hmm. not like directly like face to face but you know of people but it, you know to kind of echo back like it's crazy how far we all three of us go back but anyways yeah. I'm derailing from what you were saying no you're good That's cool. but yeah I was just wanting to like kind of stay local for since you know high school and wanting to be more involved in arts so I thought George Mason was a good way to go since it wasn't too far from where I lived in Arlington so I commuted I didn't have like the full college life so I would commute and like go to classes and then come back home um So I studied or decided to study communications, um, but more focused in media production. Um, So I did a lot of videography classes and 
some photography, which was kind of cool to learn from professors there. And did a lot of like art programs slash like clubs there um, that were focused on in the arts. So that was really fun. Um, so yeah, like, like that last year in college, I was like, man, like I just want to like not have to go right into a nine to five. I wanted to be able to be like, Hey, like do something that you love first. And then kind of like a gap year that you would have taken in high school before college. And then, you know, do your full time. But I felt like no, I need to do this now because if later I end up going into a job that I might semi like, I want to make sure I do what I love first. So I ended up going for six months, um, ended up stationed, kind of settled in in El Salvador because that's where my family's from. So I kind of couch hopped all over um, all the families that we have there in El Salvador. So it was an opportunity for me to get closer to my family and my roots, but also be able to kind of tell the story through a different perspective because the media like media can tell you one thing about you know Central America like there's a lot of gang violence there's a lot of people who are you know pursuing um different like yeah acts of violence and I'm just like like it's on honestly when I was there the whole time I felt really safe um there was maybe one instance where I was kind of told to not like walk by myself which is fair I mean I'm also a solo woman traveler in a foreign country like I probably shouldn't be on my own um, had you been there, there before? I had been, but like for vacation, like for family, we'd stay for like a week or so. Um, and also when my grandma passed away, like we spent maybe like almost a month there. So I was gone for a long time in high school because of that. Um, and so it was just nice to like be there and be with family. But I didn't know like my dad's side as much. So that's who I spent most of my time with in El Salvador when I was there. Um, but the whole point was to do more like an independent storytelling project. So I took portraits of a lot of people, local people from different parts of El Salvador in the smaller towns and in the bigger ones, uh, like in the city, to kind of get that two-sided like relationship. Like you can live really well in El Salvador, but you can also live a simple life and still be happy and humbled, you know? And so it was a cool way to get to know El Salvador and Honduras and Costa Rica and Guatemala and be able to connect with those people on a more personal level. And hear their stories. Like it was kind of like, like uh, humans of New York comes to El Salvador. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what my vision was for this project and being able to like tell someone's story through their eyes rather than my own. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it was a fun way to kind of bring that question like, yeah, it's safe to travel all over Central America. You just have to be willing and risk it and have an opportunity to just hear people's stories when you go anywhere you go, you know? So, that was an amazing trip. And then, yeah, as soon as I got back, um, the pandemic happened like a week after. So thankfully, my plane arrived the week before. Oh I wasn't stuck there for another month, you know, in El Salvador. I mean, I wouldn't have minded, but still, like, I missed home by that point. I was like, all right, like, we got to yeah. come back. Yeah, six, um, six months. Time. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, coming back, you know, kind of jumping back into things was pretty difficult uh especially like living under your parents roof for yeah for another year you know like at that point you're like all right I kind of want to start like yeah I mean honestly my parents are make pretty good roommates but I feel like part of me would be like yeah like I want to have my own you know you're space. not alone in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm curious though like so you went to Central America um now a lot of people what I'm wondering is like because that sounds really incredible that you kind of like took 
the initiative to like do this really cool, unique project that meant something to you. But like something that's really difficult trying to make your own stuff is like money. Like, how did you fund that? Like, did you have to like, did you know for like a while that you were going to do this? And so you save money? Did you like apply for some sort of grants? Like, how did that work? Yeah. So, you know, it's amazing. I, cause I was, I was working some before I went to Central America, but I was also like, you know, I, I want this trip to be kind of fully funded in a way. So I did end up raising money before cool. I left um, and just like reached out to people that I knew that would, you know, like I had known for a while, like since childhood, practically that wanted to give to this. And like, they all kind of had my back on this project. They were like, yeah, like, um, you know, we see you doing this and we want to support you in it. So just having people like that, that like saw that vision too, was really important for me. And so they all, you know, pitched in and, and gave. So I was able to raise some funds to at least have like a start. And honestly, like in El Salvador, like the dollar can go pretty far. I mean, you can, you can go and, and use, you know, your cash and get like a bus for like, tw- like a bus ride is like 25 cents or something. Or you can eat wow. pupusas for like 25 to 50 cents. So you are always good on food. <laughs> and there's always that like, you know, family, family always provided for me when I was there, like a place to stay, place mm. to eat. Um, and then brought me kind of almost everywhere. And it wasn't until my grand grandfather who lives, you know, in the States up in New York, he came for like a month with my grandma and he drove me to like most of the places that I really wanted to go, like kind of on the Pacific side of more of like figuring out, you know, the, the lakes, the, the oceans, the mountain, the volcanoes, you know, I got to climb a volcano when I was over there and just be able to find more like adventurous parts of El Salvador and Central America as a whole. So that was a fun time. Um, but yeah, like getting around is not that expensive. So like, yeah, even if you wanted to rent like an Airbnb or something, you'd probably pay at least like a hundred dollars a month for that. Um, so it wasn't super bad. So I, I felt like, like I was in a good place where I, you know, could still get some money. And then, you know, I didn't end up working when I was there. I was just doing that project. So that was nice because I could just focus on that and not have to worry about funds. Damn. Yeah. That's incredible. Fun. Is there somewhere like people can see this project or? Yeah. So I ended up making an Instagram uh, on, it's actually on my personal, not my personal, my photography one called creative ambivert um okay. which is a funny name i know but like it's it's meant to to share like you know i'm a creative but also somebody who's introverted and extroverted so ambivert fits me pretty well um so i figured that that's the kind of project i wanted to do so i put put it on my instagram there and it's like shares in the caption all the stories that they were mm. saying so like their photo and then their their story in the just like you know humans in new york would do and then I did create like a video, kind of like a documentary slash um, storytelling video. It's just to kind of show the places that I went to in El Salvador and highlighted those. Um, and that is on my Vimeo, but also on the website. I believe it's on there too, but YouTube as well. So, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll try I to provide the links and, and plug you. Yeah, yeah I yes. can share you that link. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was a really fun trip. I think I'm... I would do it all over again and more. Like, I feel like that's something that I never regretted taking a risk on. Um, like if you guys ever see yourselves traveling or doing like some adventure, like to help you grow, you know, as a person, it, I would definitely recommend that. That's in the cards. I hope I love, yeah. I love traveling <laughs> as well, but 
in due time. I don't know what the next destination is for me yet. Because you just got back from Malaysia too with your family. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last summer we went and that was the first time in four years. Because uh, the last time I went was in 2018 with my brother. And that was like before I graduated because I knew like, you know, life will kind of start lifing. You know, I wouldn't have time to go and things like that. So kind of made that a priority. And that was like the shortest trip we ever done, like two weeks, which is not a lot of time. Um, but it ended up, you know, being the, the best decision because, um, you know, of course, the pandemic happened because what right. would happen is like we would go every two years. So like every even year we would go. Um, so obviously, you know, pandemic happened. So that was halted. Um, so we got to go last summer and kind of reconnect. And, you know, it's kind of like to echo what you were saying, Alex, like the family is always taking care of us. And I have a big side on both. Uh, our, my mom and my dad's side are pretty big. So, you know, that's it's food all, all everywhere, you know, and, and good, good food. Times too. Every, Shoot. Good food. <laughs> Indeed. The only thing is just the weather, just because it's like near nearby the equator. So it's like super tropical. So it's hot, it's humid, you know, it's, mm. uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's fun, you know, for that first week or so, but then you're just like, man, this is this is this is tough walking outside, you know. Yeah, so. how are the mosquitoes over there? Because I feel like if you're yeah. safe, shoot, it's over. Yeah, I, like I had like the spray, I had like the bracelet thing on, <laughs> you know. So I I try to really kind of protect myself out there, but you know, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, travel's fun, and I, I'm glad that travel is being used as a way to inspire people or inspire ourselves to kind of grow within our art and grow within our creativity, you know, and explore, you know, those avenues through that lens is, you know, something mm-hmm. I think is really important that I hope everyone gets to do. So you do this project, you spend six months in Central America, you come back and then COVID hits. So when you come back, you, you like just finished school, what are you thinking you're going to be pursuing? Like, Cause at this point you hadn't really started prioritizing songwriting, right? Right. I hadn't. Yeah. It was more like it just kind of happened, I guess, in a sense of just leading up to that because of boredom, but also just wanting to figure out. Yeah. Like in that midst of quarantining, um, I was thinking about like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Like, what will I become during this time? And I felt like kind of isolated for sure, but it helped that um, I could start thinking about, okay, what are, what are the next steps so I can start getting ready um, for once we're out of this thing, you know? And so part of it was thinking, okay, well, what are some jobs that I could start applying for um, with the degree that I have? And a lot of them were, you know, sadly, like the ones that were um, not like hiring, I guess, or like, because I was on Indeed probably like four times a day and applying to maybe like a hundred um, applications and, you know, I would hear back from one or two and then get rejected. And it was always just like that constant cycle of like being, putting in your stuff and then hearing back and it's not going to just like see through, see it through. Um, and so it was just such a hard time because I, there were also jobs that I had applied for just to apply for. And I was like, I don't really want to be doing this. So, um, so I think I eventually like there were a couple of retail jobs that I took on um, because they were the only ones hiring at the time. Um, so it was like, like I did maybe a couple like, uh, like retail um, fashion stuff. And then also container store, like organization to the max, which has actually been helping me a lot now 
So I'm kind of grateful for those jobs because I'm just like, all right, it's helping me dress better and also getting my space and working with like the stuff that I have in my house to make it look a little bit cleaner and organized. Um, and so just like maximizing my space kind of thing. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I think even like before the retail um, that I was starting to think about music too, because you know, I had never finished writing a song, like I said, maybe because I was just so distracted and so busy with different, you know, things on my mind. Um, so this was a good time for me to just like start writing things that I was feeling. Um, so that's what kind of brought up or inspired my first couple songs, which was like Love at First Sight, um, Proud of You Soldier, you know, um, Inconsistency, and then there are songs like in Spanish that I even wrote too. So it was just such a cool way to start experimenting too. Like, what kind of sound do I want as well? Like, how would I want to label myself as an artist? Um, but yeah, it was with that first song, that first sight, that really kind of started turning, you know, turning the engines or the wheels, as you can say. Um, Have you found the answer to that question yet in terms of like what sound you want? Or are you still kind of figuring it out? I think I was still experimenting. I mean, the music... I've heard like a pattern throughout all the songs that I've been able to, um, you know, see produced. And a lot of them are like more soulful and jazzy, but they're still lo-fi. There's like these fun textures, like ambient. Like that's all I want in my music is to be very like um, full of ambiance and like kind of like you're like just like in it, I guess you could say. Like you're really feeling it. So that's all I want with my music is to be able to start creating sounds that add and textures to uh to my music and then through the sing like the songwriting that people can understand and feel empathy for the words that I'm saying so just like finding ways to connect through that um so whatever that is if there's a genre that's called like all of those things <laughs> then that's I feel like is what my music has become but I want to experiment because like oh here we go again which is another song that I recently released um, is like more alt rock and like less about jazz and soul. So that sound was kind of fun to experiment with because it was nothing that I had done before. Um, and even like in Richmond, like when I eventually moved out there, it was fun to like work with other artists and collaborate with them because they were like more like emo, like punk, <laughs> like angst. So kind of finding all the sounds of what I could try and just experiment with. but. But I definitely feel like for me, like I, I don't want to be screaming. I don't want to be, you know, <laughs> angsty in any of my music. I just want it to feel very soulful. And so I feel like jazz within jazz and indie is where I want to stay mm. for sure. And was that something that you were intentional on? Like this is like you, you mentioned that you noticed that pattern within these, you know, these uh, releases that you've done was that something that you were always like always cognizant of or was that something that you naturally kind of discovered as you were starting to kind of write and kind of experiment in those sounds yeah yeah because when I write the music it was definitely more like singer-songwriter because it'd just be me my guitar um sometimes the keys you know and then the producer kind of added those elements of like a little beat track or little piano little jazz um like chords and I realized, oh, that's probably the sound that it is becoming um, more aware in all the songs that we've been producing. And it's maybe also like the producer's like style and way of playing. So I just figured, OK, well, we'll just stick with this, you know. Um, so now, like looking through and thinking about, you know, how I want to continue with the next few songs that I have in mind to release. 
I want it to be more about like um, kind of almost like a folky sound. So I am still experimenting in a sense because of that. Um, so probably after this album, I'll probably start figuring out where I should compartmentalize my music and start thinking about what genre I want to focus on for sure. I was just curious, like, so since you started releasing them, like, what's the, like, the response been from people? Yeah, yeah, everyone has been so, like, like, they've just been so great about, you know, wanting to take a chance on me, I guess you could say, because I started out in doing open mics, actually, um, once, like, it was safe to go out during the pandemic, I started going to open mics and, like, kind of sharing the songs I had been writing about and it was really fun because love at first sight, I did not expect um, to write. I mean, honestly, like it's not dedicated to anyone. It's just a song that I would like words started to rhyme and it flowed and people really liked that. And there were like jazz chords in a sense too. Um, and people really liked how that song was produced. So that like when that was the first song that I released, it ended up blowing up and everybody was listening to it and telling me even from like Central America, they had been listening to it too. So that was just such a cool, like surreal moment of like, okay, well, music is this music. My music is creating this opportunity for people to connect um, and loving it, you know. And so Prodigy Soldier, I had played um, at an open mic. And I remember there was like this because Prodigy Soldier is about my brother who's in the army. Um, who's, he's currently stationed in Germany, um, but he was there in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, when we um, wrote, when I wrote that song for him, because he had asked for it. He was like, like, when are you going to write a song about me? You know, like, I'm pretty important to you in your life. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try something. So I came up with that song. And I remember that first, like, intimate moment where I played it for my family. And I think we had my aunt over Zoom, and everyone was just crying. Like, I was just like, oh, shoot, like, if music can make people feel this way, like, that is, that is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and it was so surreal because when I played that song at an open mic, there was like a guy who was like pretty buff, like big dude, you know, felt like if he had just like touched me, I would have fallen over, you know, it's just a big guy. And at the end of that song, he approached me and was like, like you literally had me in tears because it reminded me of my sister who just passed away like two weeks ago, um, tragically. And so like, for me to hear that, of course, I'm just like, shoot, like, I'm sorry for your loss. But also at the same time, like, it makes you feel good because you, you know how to connect with people through a song as simple as like a proud of you song, you know. So I I felt inspired to write more songs like that where people can connect and, and re resonate with. Um, so that that definitely was a surreal moment for me to be like, OK, people, people like this, they're digging it. And I just want to keep going and and being able to be inspired by that. You mentioned that you're working on a new project, a new album that focuses or is revolving around kind of folk, uh, the folk genre or folk sounding music. Um, are you going to try to channel those same sort of, um, you know, you talked about your family, you know, you talked about all these sort of like uh, more intimate kind of feelings. Are you going to try to channel that into these songs? Yeah. So these, these next two are actually going to be added into the EP. Um, that I like that I guess that's the upcoming project that I'm working on is having like the songs that I've already released including these two to just become a whole and come together because it's kind of wrapping up all the songs that I had written during quarantine so that that is like a stem from that so these last two I feel like are a lot more personal 
Mm-hmm. Like the next one that I want to release is called An Ode to a Friend. And it talks about just like not wanting to lose friendships. Um, and because like in our lives, you know, people come and go and the people that are meant to stay will stay. But like kind of fighting for those friendships, like you don't want to let go right away and um, let things change. So that that song, I feel like is personal, but it can also resonate with people who have lost friendships or who don't want to lose them um, currently. And then it's going to be wrapped up with a song called Alma Mia, which is all in Spanish. And it talks about... I heard that one. You've heard it? Yeah. At the, uh, so, the live performance you did. Yeah, exactly. So that that's the song that will be like the name of the EP, which will, will be the EP. And it's it's a song that talks about like my soul, like speaking to my soul um, because it translates to soul of mine. Um and and the chorus it says what will become of me what will become of me and those are the questions that I was asking myself when I was in the pandemic so it's a good way to kind of wrap up this um, kind of story I guess you could say of me coming into quarantine and writing these songs and then having people you know being impacted by my music and so I want this song to to become like end with a song that is like really personal to me um, because of the question that I was asking myself so I feel like that is the the one that will be like most touching and I want it to sound very acoustic like I don't want it to be overly produced um because I want it to feel like very raw um and organic I guess you could say so yeah the goal for these next two songs is for sure to like resonate with people and be more impactful than the ones that I've written before um that's like thus far that have been out in the open so I'm looking forward to these next two. So I want to make them as personal and raw as possible. <laughs> so people can connect with them. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I look forward to hearing them. Yeah. 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 I'm glad. Did you like the, for, like the, the live stream version of it? Okay. Yeah. So that's, it, that's the sign cool. we're going for. That's awesome. Um, and that was, had you performed there before or? No, that was the first time. So it's cool because ever since moving to Richmond, like I haven't had to book a lot of places. Um, Like, for example, like I've just been able to be like, um, like go to one place and like tell them my story and be like, hey, I just came from Nova and I really want to like play at your show or at this venue. And they like send them your sample of music and stuff like that. And then they'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll give it, take a chance on you. And so I do gigs like that in the beginning and then ever since then people started discovering who I was and then start adding me to their bill because there would be like at least lineups of like four to seven you know artists that needed like a headliner or uh, an opener for example so I had been invited to to take part in that session and that was my first ever like live stream performance so that was kind of cool and surreal because I'm like, it made me super nervous because like everything's going to be filmed. Like if you make a mistake, it's over. Like it's everyone's going to see that from now on. Um, you can't go back. I really loved that one. Um, I think it was a cool opportunity to also highlight uh, women, you know, because it was for International Women's Day. So I had a, I was part of a cool lineup of, you know, three other women that um, have already made an impact on Richmond. So I feel like after that, it's that momentum, it's, becoming more aware that like I'll start maybe booking more shows and um, working with other artists that are doing pretty well so so we'll see I'm li- really looking forward to getting back and starting to get into the flow of things so 
I want to go in, into that performance. Um, they they kind of did a little Q&A after your performance and you mentioned something on the lines of, you know, you're very independent. And, you know, I think they asked you something about like, you know, having more instrumentation, how this is going to be produced. And you were kind of like, I'm really independent about my music and things of that nature. Is that something that you've always kind of been about or you you talked about also collaborating with other artists as well but how in control or how much control do you kind of give up or is that something you kind of decide in the moment yeah so I remember like at the beginning I you know wasn't aware of how to use even like Ableton for example which is the program that helps to like produce your music or mix it and master it um like I've never been like to, like in touch with that so I felt like being able to kind of let somebody who already has that experience um, and that expertise to kind of take over. So I'm like totally fine with that with the next two songs, but eventually like I'd love to learn how to produce my own music and be able to just start from scratch and see it through um, because I have a lot of visions for my songs and I can't always rely on um, a person to, to kind of take on those visions if they don't like, know how, what what it is like they can't go into my head and like figure out what it is exactly that I want so I have to like make compromises here and there but I know for these next two I definitely want to find a way to just make them as personal as possible so maybe 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 I might end up taking these on and producing them myself um do it so that's gonna be a big project um but if not just being able to kind of just like record it and then maybe just send it to someone to mix it and then see if if that is the way the best way to go about it um because yeah I want it to sound very like very much more like less produced um so I feel like recording it myself maybe outside with like my zoom mic might just do the trick you know mm -hmm. uh to make it more ambient and like personal and like yeah, so we'll we'll see what that will look like, but at at the moment, yeah, I think that's the way that I'm gonna go about it. Very cool. And ha have you like um, have you had to work with uh people a lot so far, or have you mostly just been on your own? Because definitely, like what you were saying about having to kind of compromise and like make something with someone else could be really tricky. Like that's something when in your all your art schools or or whatever you know we we train in or whatever like people don't talk about like the relationships, like the collaboration. Have, have you right. had to work with a lot of people? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause ever since I got like a loop pedal, I've been just doing stuff on my own, especially at yeah. shows. Um, and I think part of it, part of it is because I'm so stubborn and, and independent that I don't want people to, to like, I don't, I don't want to have to direct people. I feel like if I just do my thing, like people can just follow along, um, <laughs> which is not always the case. Right. But I, I know that I really want, to eventually have a band and maybe like play with people that kind of, you know, have that like chemistry with, with music, you know, be able, be able to kind of fit in right with the sound that I want, which I'll eventually hope to have and figure out. But like when I collaborate with other artists, you know, it's mostly just to support them in their, their already sound, like produce sound and everything. And I'm just adding that element of just like my my own voice to it um and so i know that like in the future i would really love to work with other people i just as a current like i i don't tend to um collaborate unless it's like for a fun creative project like i don't know mm -hmm. if you heard Izan and i's 
little mix that we might end up releasing. I don't know. But, I haven't um, heard that yet. Yeah. Oh, Izan's got to share it then. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. I'll, I'll share that. I'll disclose, uh, give you the, <laughs> the secret, top secret folder there. No, but yeah. <laughs> it's... um. And I, I, I really relate to what Alex was saying because I feel like I'm also kind of the same way when it comes to music um, in terms of I have ideas and visions, but being able to articulate those ideas to someone can be difficult because if I say, and this is like kind of like a really bad example, but if I say like, I want it to sound like, uh, but I don't, have to, I don't know how to describe what that uh, is supposed to sound like sometimes. Mm-hmm it's supposed to sound like this and then like that. And then it just gets really confusing. But if I'm able to able to kind of like dive in and figure out how to do that myself and then give that as like a, you know, an audio reference to, you know, an engineer, it's just like, Oh, you mean this. And then from there, it can kind of, you kind of pick up, you know, tips and tricks along the way in, in different sessions, be like, Oh, that's what that means. And then I can kind of take that verbiage, that lingo, that, you know, that line of thinking to another session or to be able to express that to someone else. So I think like, along the way, like I've been able to kind of let people do their thing uh, when it comes to uh, pouring in their ideas and their visions. But um, it's been a learning process for myself to, to kind of like give up and surrender that um, those visions and that control, because I guess there's a fear of like things might be changed or things might kind of not fit what you were in in your original intentions were. So yeah, I relate to that super hard. Yeah. And sometimes like you'll, there are times where you end up like working on something with someone and they end up kind of bringing out a whole different sound and it ends up being better than what you were envisioning. So I'm always like cool with that or open to that. I just think that there when there's times that they're not really like taking in what you already are trying to, you know, like your vision, like not supporting it as much can be where, where I start to be like, all right, like, like, let's go back to this sound. Cause I really want it to sound like this. And, and at least thankfully, People that I've worked with in the past, they're very open about that. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's do whatever you're doing, you know. And that's and that's why I'm like always cautious about who I pick for collaborating with, because I know that I want it to be someone who's already kind of, you know, can add to the value of my music or even to their music. You know, I don't want to be in something that I don't see myself, you know, doing well in. Um but also even just like send like working in a studio, like I don't know how people do it a day these days, but it's just so expensive. Like to have someone there like recording your music, you know, and being able to just like try to figure out and plan out what you want your sound to be like for the song that you're working on. Um, it can be a big investment. And so I know that I try to stray away from things like that when it comes to spending more than more than I thought I I could budget for. So <laughs> I know that that's always a matter of like, yeah, how much am I willing to invest in this too? It's always a question to ask myself. So with any upcoming project. But in due time, I think, you know, with these kind of things, you know, you kind of, you have phases in your growth, you know what I mean? Eventually you'll be like, oh, a budget? What's a budget? I can yeah. go to the studio. <laughs> Can't wait. Know? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? I like, you know, and for Will's case, it's like, oh, $10 million for a film? Sure, Will. Like, here's $10 million. <laughs> we'll see. You know what I mean? So it's just Let's like, manifest that. you know, yes. please, creative gods, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> right now. But, um, you know, I think that's I think that's kind of like the essence of what we're all kind of the core values in all three of us right now. It's just like valuing what we have and what we can kind of bring and kind of sticking to those things and not 
straying from that, you know, from yeah. that path too much as we try to progress and as we try to, you know, achieve these things that we kind of see for ourselves. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to know that like all these things I've kind of dated back for a long time. And I, Alex, I wanted to ask you, like, was this something that, you know, you, you, you kind of did talk about, like, this was something uh, you kind of naturally got into, but was music something always that was a part of your life or was that kind of like you discovered that a little later? Mm, yeah. So it's funny. My parents always joke about how I um, was born out of the womb, like singing, <laughs> like literally just pop, like just started singing randomly um, because I don't know how true that is. Like, I know that growing up, like I did sing here and there in like choir groups or even like did like, I don't know. I, I never told Will this, but like I used to do like theater stuff. Like um, I did the Susical once <laughs> and I was one of the Who's. Pretty impressive. Role. Okay. Um, it's just like you know, like fun stuff like that. I was the lead role one time and had to sing, and I was like a, a what do they call it? Like a a uh, kind of like this woman. What is it called? That she like a duchess, kind of similar to a duchess. Um, and I had to dress up in like fake like mink coat and stuff like that. Just very unlike me now. But what I show just, was it? I can't remember. It was like I remember there was a boat. Like we were on a ship and eventually like it like got slunken in. And so I like had a solo where there was a, a time where I had to sing about this boat sinking and then like finding a way to get out of it. I wish I knew the name of it. I'm sure I'm going to find it in my archives somewhere in, in my old files. But um, yeah, it was a really interesting show. Maybe it was called Captain. Captain, Captain. Oh, my Captain. I don't know. Oh, my Captain. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so like those were like kind of introductions to like music and becoming more of like a singer um, in a sense. And that's when I started doing the vocal coaching um, and some piano lessons, too. So definitely was always focused or music was always a part of my life growing up. And I did like, you know, sing it like at my church a couple of times or like we're a part of choirs in the madrigal. So it's always been a part of my life. Um but I didn't never thought that I'd take it so seriously until literally a year and a half ago. So yeah, definitely grateful though that it's still a part of my life and that arts and music can come together and um, I can be in a place where I can work with creatives every day. So really grateful for that. For people in their twenties, this is definitely a time to like figure all that out. And it's so funny because I feel like I've had so many days where I'm like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing. And it kind of like bums me out. And I feel like I'm running out of time, especially once COVID happens. And I bet you when we're like 40 years old, we're going to look back and be like, oh my God, I was fine. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. fine. It's um, a good story to tell your kids though one day and be like, yeah. like, especially if they're acting up and they're like, I don't like the taste of this soup. You know, you can be, yeah. you can always be like, well, I could have taste for 10 days. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You can always get them back for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've been through a lot of stuff our generation, I feel like, so far. We're um, young, and there's just been so many, like, societal and world events that have happened. It's just, like, that's, I think, why we feel so old, you know? So yeah. Like, you, know, you know, there's so much, like, I mean, I mean, there's so much that's happened. You know, we, we are, like, numerically, yeah, we're still young, but I think just in our lifetime, so much has happened. A lot of stuff is, like, advanced, you know, technology, medicine, all that good stuff. So we feel a lot older than we are, I think. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. of that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helped us grow a little bit faster, I think, yeah. too, but definitely was such a whirlwind of events after each other. So, you know, can never, can never avoid those. Mm-hmm. But we're here, we're chilling, we're growing, you know, and, um, you know, that's, it's good to see that kind of like what Will was saying, it's, it's good to see people kind of come into their own and discovering or yeah. rediscovering their passions and their interests. Cause um, I've told this to Will before, like, you know, there's times in which I've lost that passion and lost that interest due to, you know, just overall fear or just insecurity or just, you know, life doing what it does. But somehow, some way, I think, I don't know, maybe you guys can also speak to this too. Somehow, some way, like that always kind of draws you back in. I don't know how you feel about that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I find myself always remembering that we always have to trust the process um, and be patient about it because I think I've grown more patient now than ever before of like how things go and what flow needs to happen because you know we're not on our own timeline um I think there's a reason why time is so um fleeting I guess you could say like I value it but I also want to know like what I can do do to like provide like um an opportunity to grow and to continue doing what I need to do and being productive um so I know like like when things don't go the way that I plan that I can just always trust the process and know that things are going to flow eventually and they're going to be even better than what I planned, you know? So I I wholeheartedly believe like throughout our life, like we're going to continue to see that and um, just have to learn to be flexible <laughs> and be, be along for the ride. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's an, it's an over, it's an overly, uh, long roller coaster that we're in and yeah. we're not off of it yet so <laughs> i want to be on this roller coaster for a long time yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> you know it's it's interesting because like i think about this all the time and like with like all as overwhelming as just like life can be but also like pursuing the arts because pursuing arts in particular i do think is a pretty unique uh experience because there isn't a really uh one set way of going about it um, everyone kind of finds their own in their own way, but that can be scary because you don't know if you're doing it right. And like, sometimes like, especially with the whole feeling of like time is fleeting, like sometimes I just like remind myself and I hope this isn't too dark, but I remind myself like, you know, we're going to die one day. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, when I, that happens, I'm not going to be worried. Like these moments, I don't think are going to be like when I'm stressing over like what's tomorrow going to look like, like, I just don't think it's going to matter, you know, um, if, and I know we, I've talked to Izan about, uh, this movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm obsessed yeah. with it. And like that a big, crazy, it's amazing. I loved <laughs> it so much, but like a cool message of that movie is like nothing matters. And, and like, that's, but like in a really beautiful way, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, just do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Just do the thing you want to do. And if, it doesn't go the way you thought. It's okay. Cause like one day we're not going to be here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But the, those sausage hands and then the, like that, I think that was the only thing that I could stand in that movie oh. was the, the hot dog hands and then <laughs> like the eyeballs. Um, but the rock scene really got me when it was like her. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but that oh, rock yeah. scene was pretty, pretty great. <laughs> I really yeah. loved that. Best cinematography I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was a great movie. 
Yeah, it sounds like you have a pretty good idea of what your what you want your songs to be in terms of, you know, sonically, you know, the overall presentation. Um, is there when you when you dive into that creative process, right? Um, is there a level of like uh, how much of that idea does get you know materialized, or do you kind of go into it without any sort of when you when you start writing? Or is there any level of like okay, I'm just gonna see, I'm just gonna throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. That's a, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a lot of trial and error when it comes to music. Like if you can, but also like not limiting yourself too is really important. So when it comes to that creative process, like just because nobody's around, right? If you're just kind of writing something down or playing something at first, like you have that freedom to express or or do a different sound um, that you're not used to and then being able to kind of try different things. And so I feel like in that creative process, I do tend to... um focus more on how I want it to sound more than like the lyrics um writing them down first like melody is really important to me first to like kind of anchor down and then it's the lyrics instead of the other way around um so yeah if someone were to like give me like a little kind of prompt I guess you could say which I found found out recently like AI does that now like it like generates a song for you and you can write your own melody to it um that's almost terrifying too but it's just like yeah if a computer can do it i'm sure you can do it too you know it's obviously a new new way of going about things but um but yeah i'll usually just like sit down write a melody and then end up writing lyrics over it that i feel like matches the mood of the song and the chords um and so i definitely want it to be more like experimental in the sense of like adding different um different textures but like a way to to make music more relatable and uh, more genuine I guess because that those little mistakes if you record them like they add to it um to your sound and to what you want to record but yeah I don't I don't know if that answered your question but (laughs) I think that's what I would say no I understand I'm definitely not a lyric person or lyric first person myself I'm always about what is this, what do I feel when I hear something, you know? And um, I think I've expressed both expressed this to both of you guys. Like I experienced synesthesia, which is like um, when I hear something, I see a color and I associate the feeling with that color. Um, so I always feel like I gravitate so cool. towards things like that are in the sort of like pink, purple, magenta spectrum of the, of the color wheel. Um, mm. That's just naturally what I feel like. I don't know, there is a sort of melancholy element, but also it's also kind of also kind of bright as well. So it's kind of warm as well. So being able to that's how I approach, you know, certain things. I wish I'd be able to have like I'm so jealous of people that can just write lyrics and it's just like so good. And they have the rhythms, they have the rhymes, they have everything. And I'm just like, how do you do that? You know, I'm so Mm -hmm. jealous, you know, but it's interesting to see like you know, you talk about your creative process because I think that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Like, you know, Will even said this earlier, there is no one approach, there is no formula, there is no like right way about doing something, you know, because this is, it's like an expression of what you are in that moment or a culmination of moments that happen when you start writing or when you start kind of drafting an idea. So that's cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I work with a lot of like artists that do, you know, drawings and um clay ceramics kind of thing at work a lot and so I find myself like being inspired by what they're doing because yeah they're giving all those like that structure of like okay for clay like you need to have like a wheel to like start making stuff but once that 
play is on that wheel. Like it's a free for all, like you do it the way you want to do it and make it your own. Um, there's no, not really like a set of rules to follow in a sense. Um, there's that freedom to do what you want to do. And so, yeah, even in music, like you want to be able to find ways to still create these amazing, you know, pieces, um, but also just find ways that adding value of your own touch, I guess, or your niche to it, um, like your signature, I guess you could say in your music. So that's why I really love like your process too, of like finding that color. And that's like your initiation to what the rest of the song or melody is going to be, um, and being able to focus on that. And so I think that's, yeah, like, it's just such a cool, cool thing to learn from other creatives too, like how they go about their way of, of practicing or, um, when inspire inspiration strikes, you know, Mm-hmm, definitely sort of uh kind of changing direction i just had a i'm curious to know what you think of this um something i heard a lot when, especially when i was like you know in acting school was you know because of how hard this is to pursue i guess a lot of people would say um if you could see yourself doing anything else do it do something mm-hmm. else what do you think about that it's it's hard out here man like it's just because people don't see the value in in an artistic approach or like career because it's not I mean we can be real about this it'd be like it's not the most like life-giving or financial stability like income you know career right like we know that by our own experiences and how far we've gotten and we know that it's not a steady paycheck kind of job or um, thing that we should be pursuing and so people are always thinking about well do anything but this and that's like the message that they give but I really can't see life without art you know Mm -hmm. and the way that people go about it these days um like yeah like it's nice that that people can that are doing other things with you know their careers and finding ways to like provide you know for their families and themselves but I'm just like like I'd rather like I have no family to provide for unless it's my parents right but or my my brother but at this moment in time, like I can kind of be selfish and be like, okay, well, this is what I want to do and pursue it. And then wanting to see the vision that follows with it, um, which is really important. Cause if you, I feel like it, you can still pursue art, but if you're not motivated or disciplined, then yeah, it could fail. Um, you just really need to see it through. And if you don't like it, it can be kind of life shattering in a sense. Mm-hmm. That's like the realest thing I ever heard from somebody the other day, but there's also a lot of books that talk about it too. Like, um gosh like just ways of people kind of expressing what art can be uh for creative minds um like it's not kind of a one-way street like a one like directional uh job you know you're kind of going on different paths to figure out which one is the way you want to go um so it's always going to be like a lot of turns in it but I think that that's the beauty of what art is and um pursuing it too as a career so yeah I definitely I definitely hate when people like tell me that I should be doing something else you know like want it because I don't like people telling me what to do (laughs) with my life like I'd rather you know do whatever whatever the hell I want to do um and just be okay with it but and having them to be like you know just suck it you know like it'll be fine (laughs) you'll see you'll see kind of thing um but yeah like momentum is all part of it too like being able to kind of prove them wrong i guess you could say but Mm, at least there's so many people that support the art now that it's like you can see how beautiful it can be um 
and how life-giving too so yeah 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 i i love that and i, I agree with you i don't I personally don't prescribe to that whole, like, if you could see yourself do, doing something else. Because it's like, I don't know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a mechanic, but that doesn't mean I'm going to quit acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it is hard, but you kind of know what you're signing up for. And, like, if you decide, you know, I'm going to do this nine to five thing just so I can have health insurance, then, like, fucking do it. And, like, still be an artist. Like, it doesn't, you know, you don't need to be, like, it doesn't have to result in you being, like, it being your only income necessarily right so yeah like you never have to choose one or the other like you can Mm -hmm. do both you know just managing your time right like we always ask or try to do it's it's never a that's what's interesting about art too it's never just a nine to five job it's a 24 7 and you gotta see it through you know you gotta be willing to sacrifice that Yeah, yeah, we we go through great lengths to pursue these kind of things. It's crazy. We're up oh, yeah. at weird hours, you know. Uh, ideas strike at any sort of given time, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's it's important, like you said, you know, to kind of be on or not on, but you know, willing for things to kind of just let things happen and and stick by that process, you know, stick by mm-hmm. that trust, you know, and um, that vision that we all see for ourselves. You know, going back to the whole relationships thing, you know, having genuine and authentic relationships within this space can be kind of difficult, um, you know, and challenging. But to know that, like, these are people, both you guys I've known for so long that are still, you know, pursuing arts and, you know, getting involved in this space is just like, wow, okay, this exists. You know what I mean? I don't have to go out of my way and be superficial or kind of, you know, I feel like in, in the past when I've met people, it's always kind of like transactional, almost like, oh, you do this. Oh, I do this. And, you know, and by all means, you know, that's definitely very present. I'm, you know, I'm definitely very aware of that, but having genuine, authentic relationships is definitely very important into having that village, that community. Um, So, you know, we had talked about that a long time. And also Alex and I have talked about doing music you know for for a while yeah ever since covid you know kind of reconnecting and both of you guys has been great you know and kind of inspired me to kind of be like okay you know there's there's people that i know doing their thing and that you know pushes me to kind of still you know stick with what i'm doing as well so yeah so we're, we got that short film you know uh currently in the editing process and in the process of also scoring the the music for that Nice. as well so um you know we're excited for that to material we're all about learning new chops yeah, yeah exactly learning you know and i think there is so much crossover amongst like anyone that's involved in this space you know like even if you're not directly involved in a, you know one lane that's not like what you do like i'm sure there's always going to be like oh that looks cool i've always been wanting to to know what that is or what that's like and you know thankful you know for that opportunity to be like oh, this is how it works. Because what you see, obviously, is just the final, you know, cut, you know, everything's all edited and audio's there and whatnot, but... And do we have, like, a a set date for when that film will be done? Or you guys are just kind of, like, working through it and seeing <laughs> when it'll eventually come so, to flourish? Yeah, it kind of is working through and just seeing. For me, the purpose of this was, I know I want to make my own, uh, like, work, like, films and even plays and stuff. And it kind of got to a point where I was like, I was sort of tired of just sitting around and talking about how much I wanted to do it. So for me, it was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it and like learn how to do it. And I could watch all the YouTube tutorials in the world, but like at the end of the day. So it re- this was really, and I'll admit that I was being a little selfish with this process in the sense of like, I'm doing it so I can learn. And I just asked a few friends to help support me. Um, and it was just four of us in my apartment filming it. Um, 
And so really the main purpose was just to learn. Um, there's a lot of like technical things that I'm like, damn, we definitely didn't know how to do that. And like, I'm like watching it, like editing it, like, oh, fuck. Um, so there's a lot of like learning curves. So mm-hmm. if I feel it's not necessary, to be honest, I might not even share it, but it's, uh, if we can figure some, some technical stuff out, I totally will. And I'll let you know, but, yeah. um, like onto YouTube or, or Vimeo or something, but, um, for now, the important thing is to just finish the project and, uh, take, take my, um, you know, my lessons and, and be better next time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all the point of like, just trying something new and seeing how it goes. Cause it's like, you're, you're trying things for the first time, but you're not afraid to. And I think that's what's so important about this project too. Like to be able to take that leap of faith and be like, all right, let me try this real quick and then see what you can do better next time. Like, I, I think that's how my photography has grown too. Or even as a musician, like being able to do something and then be like, oh, that, that could have been better, you know, after yeah. like a show or like after a session, be like, oh, I know how to approach it next time. So it's just going to get better and better from here. Just just getting that out into yeah. the open and seeing how people take it too. Because feedback sure. is so important too. People are good about being honest about your work and, and how they can see it um, growing and being better. Do you have anything you want to like uh, plug Alex, like anything like you want people to kind of keep an eye out for or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's really just this EP. Um, What's I, it called? I would hope to release it. It'll be called Alma Mia once I like release it, but it's it's gonna be kind of like a kind of like yeah like a, a wrap up of of all the songs that I wrote during quarantine. So I'm hoping to release it by the fall um, of this year. I mean, it might not be as soon, but it will definitely be like things in the works this summer um, to get that song those songs out and having this EP wrapped up. Um, and yeah, I mean, just if you follow me on Instagram, Dima07, you could see when I have my next shows, if you want to watch. Um, can't guarantee they're all live streams, so I'll just have to come to Richmond or to D.C. if I get a show out there again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, always, always here to support local. So I'll be around in and out of uh, different parts of the East Coast. So if you guys ever want to work on something, I'm always down for a road trip. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Let's do it. Let, let's connect and, and make stuff. And your um your Instagram with your photography is uh at C R T V E A M B V R T. I yeah, just wanted creative, to say that. Creative ambivert without some of the vowels. That's literally what it is. So and you can also just type Alex J Dimas. I just and you'll wanted to find both accounts. That's that. much easier. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot easier than but yeah, I just wanted to say that in case. You know we have some people listening not on like the youtube sphere um yeah and yeah you guys uh, check out the I, website my music's on there Bandcamp. um have all my music on there too if you don't have uh streaming platforms like apple music or spotify but my music is also on there buy the music streaming is good but buy, buy the, the music, music support the artists yes <laughs> go directly to the source yeah cool well this has been really cool thanks for doing this yeah, thanks our for our first guest, our Very first episode. Honored. Very Thank honored. You so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Cool. Episode one of the books, man. Yeah, that was good. That was a really nice conversation. It was cool to just chat and see what, like, I felt like 
there was definitely a bit of like just talking about her artistic journey, but then also just like, it was nice to just talk to like an old, like Wakefield alum, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Very, uh, very nostalgic, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Like it's, it's crazy to put a number on the time, the gap that's passed. It was just like, wow, it's been 10 years. You know what I mean? It's when you think about it like that and you put a number on it, it's just like, wow, that's kind of insane time has kind of moved on so fast or you know we're in the moment we don't really think about it but you know it was a great conversation um and i'm glad that you know she was our first guest you know and we got to learn a lot about you know like you said her artistic journey and where she sees herself in the future and um and what she's done to kind of facilitate you know being able to kind of have those things kind of fall into place the way that she's kind of visioning for herself so um it was, I think it was a great learning process or a great learning about her process, I should say. Yeah. 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 And I was really like interested by like her experience going to Central America and like making a project like that's incredible. And like, I, I was so like, um, like intrigued by that just because like, I love the idea of like people just taking it upon themselves to like make something happen. And the fact right. she could like find funding and like, she really just like did her thing and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've, it's easy to forget that there's like a whole world outside of this, yeah. outside of New York, outside of DC, even America and like, mm-hmm. or the United States. So like, it's cool to, to know that, like, to be reminded, like, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in this country and like, you you don't have to just stay in one place to do what you want to do, you know? Um, yeah. so it makes me excited to even follow her her Instagram account and kind of just learn more about the people that she got to meet and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I think there is something to be said about uh, individuals that take initiative and are proactive about, you know, kind of jumping right into something um, with no rhyme or reason. You know, sometimes I think it's just like, I want to do something because I want to do it. And you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. You know, um, of course, like uh, everyone's kind of situation is different, I'm sure. And it varies upon the individual, but I definitely uh, am inspired by those that kind of just like, okay, this is what this is. And I'm going to just do my thing and not care about what other people are thinking of that, you know, and I'm glad that she was able to do that before the pandemic. That was pretty crazy to know about and to learn about. Um, and six months is a long time, you know, especially yeah. in our, in our, in our sort of like adulthood years, you know, these are very formative years, you know, and to yeah. be able to have some time to just dedicate to yourself and to your craft and to just being inspired and creating like six months is a long time for you to be in that space and valuable time on top of that, you know, to have that experience, um, for yourself and to be able to share the, those experiences with others. And hopefully inspire someone to be like, you know what, I want to take six months and, you know, backpack across Europe or, you know, I want to go here or just not necessarily travel, but taking time to really just do what they want to do. Because um, this, you know, world moves fast and, you know, sometimes things can kind of pass you by. But, you know, I do hope um, for at least the takeaway for myself is they're like, you know what, don't be afraid, you know, just don't have fear in pursuing anything, you know, just if it really makes you happy and you're really passionate about it, like there's nothing should be yeah. stopping you, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and I'm glad to know that she started really like honing in on songwriting yeah. when COVID hit because like COVID did that, like it, it made people 
you know, ha- sit with themselves and they really have to think about what they wanted, you know? Um, and I myself have learned a lot about myself since COVID about what I want to do and I'm still figuring it out, but it was like a nice reminder of like, um, you know, like I have time to do what I want. So what yeah. do I want? You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Time so, management is, is huge, you know, and I, I've fall victim to that myself. Be like, Oh, I don't have time. And then the pandemic right. happened. I'll just be like, Oh, I could just nap or something like that. So it really, it really stems from right. yourself in, in, in trying to instill that change. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, I fall victim to that all the time. So I'm maybe not the the best example of that, but I, I try, I try my best, oh, and, yes. you know? So, um, yeah, man, I think this was a great conversation. Great first episode. And, uh, I don't know. How do you yeah. feel? I feel really good. I'm definitely really hopeful to talk to more people. It was, um, it also makes me want to talk to more like Wakefield alum. And it's like, I, I want, I would be very grateful if there was an audience of people listening from like all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely don't want to make it exclusive to like people we grew up with, but it does, it, it makes me excited to just talk about people who, you know, we, we knew when we were kids, you know? Um, yeah. uh, and it, but yeah, so, and maybe even get some of our like old teachers on here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mr. Nader, were I not for you for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have more people. We're going to have actors. We're going to have more musicians. We're going to try to get some writers, you know, I mean, some designers, you know, you name it. We're going to try to have conversations with them mm-hmm. and get to know them because that's what we're here to do. Um, and again, um, Alex's uh, Instagram account for her photography you can type in alex j dimas d-i-m-a-s and the handle is c-r-t-v-e-a-m-b-b-r-t it's kind of a lot but if you type that in you will find her and i'm looking at it now there's some really beautiful pictures on here some very beautiful people uh there's definitely uh, a lot to to gain from following her so I, i would recommend it and um kind of just stay in tune for for more stuff that she has coming absolutely and yeah we'll we'll put the link somewhere down in the description or wherever you're watching we'll try to plug you know right here or up here whatever all the youtubers do it's somewhere Um, we'll have everything kind of listed out and itemized for you to follow and find um and yeah stay tuned for the next one thanks for listening bye bye peace Shout out Wakefield High School. Shout out Wakefield High School. Shout out Wakefield DMV. High School. And shout out uh, Full Circle to Mr. Nader. Um, I'm going to tell him that we did this, and I'm going to tell him to watch the whole thing um, once we like. Oh yeah, it. please. Yeah, he, you got to have him as a guest too. Actually, oh, we should like, have him as a guest. To his... Yeah, we'll have him as a guest one day, Mr. Nader. If you're watching, yeah, we'll have you should. one day on the pod for sure. Yeah, he, if, you he's gonna... hand, if you can get like his contact, because the last time I talked to him, he hadn't reached reached out. Like I sent him a newsletter. But yeah, he's so this is recently. Busy. Oh, it was like two or three years ago. So probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's doing his um, thing. He look, Mr. Yeah. Nader, look at what you've done for all, at least the three of us and so many other students. You know. Yeah. You've, yeah. You you uh you really kind of just provided a space for all of us to just do the things we love, and we're continuing to do that. You know, we can trace that all the way back to you. So shout out to Mr. Nader.
Thanks, oh. Mr. Nader. Thanks, Mr. Nader. <laughs> Isn't it? I can't call him by his first name and not feel weird. Oh, is it Nadim or Nadim? Nadim, Nadim, I think. Nadim. Yeah. Like, I always, when I was a kid, I was always like, when I graduate, I'm going to call you by your first name. And I just like can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a sign of respect, too. I'm like, I, you will yeah. always be Mr. Nader to me, you know? Yeah. He's going to cry if he sees this. He's going to sob. Yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we should have we should have we should have we should have relearned one of our songs and sang it on here and show it to him. Oh. 